Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to the Double N Ben Variety Show. How was your Monday? Did you have fun? Did you get your 10,000 steps in? Did you have to pay $200, $300 for an Uber? You know, because that's what happens. These big companies just love capitalizing off of people's misery. You know, I respect the hustle. Make a buck. Do what you gotta do. You know what? You see an event, you see people so fed up and pissed off and they've had enough and they don't give a shit anymore. And you know what? If you're a big company needing to get your you know your profits up, your margins up, whatever it is the fuck you gotta do, just take advantage of the situation. So you know what, Uber, good on you. Alright? I respect the hustle. I get it. You know what, you're a company. You you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta meet those uh, profit margins. You know, those cars aren't gonna drive themselves around, are they? Right? You're probably not even... You know, you know what? You're going to get the cars to pick up all these people that need to get to work on the Monday while all these public transport workers are taking strikes. And you know what else you're going to do as well? You're going to get those poor bastards riding around on those, you know, bicycles or, you know, scooters or whatever the fuck it is. You know, those Razor scooters. I've never seen an Uber Eats driver ride around on a Razor scooter. You know those Razor scooters that you had when you were a kid? You know, the one where, like, if you didn't wear any footwear or you wore sandals and you, you know, you press back down with your heel to, uh, put brakes, put your, put your foot on the fucking brake of the Razor scooter, I'm describing it horribly, I'm doing a horrible job of describing it, but, those Razor scooters where you'd always burn, like, the palm of your foot or whatever it is, you just burn your foot every time you applied the brakes on those Razor scooters, scooters, why don't we see any of these Uber Eats drivers riding those things around, right? So, Monday yesterday was an absolute shit show. You got Uber capitalizing off of, you know, workers' misery because our government's too fucking lazy to pay these people properly and they won't increase wages. Um, and these uh, public transport workers got to a point where they just went, you know what? You know what? We don't give a shit where people have to be or where they have to go. Things are so bad. Things are so terrible that we're literally just going to strike until these fat, ugly, bastardized, greedy, horrific, psychotic, maniacal politicians get it through their thick, bold fucking skulls that we want better pay and better working conditions. And what is this? Like the fourth one this year? It's 2022. There's literally been one every month. How embarrassing has New South Wales have, has become? Like, I love how New South Wales has become so just disgusting with the way it treats the environment, the way it treats the public sector, that Sky News and the Murdoch media get, like, you know, they look at how dog shit everything is, right? The facts are there. Everything, like, in regards to the environment, the public sector, it, it's all horrendous, right? And then Rita Panihi, Peter Credlin, that fucking drunk who somehow still has a job, sits on their, you know, their panel and their chair, and what do they say? They say nothing in regards to the New South Wales government. It's always Daniel Andrews is a secret communist and he's Xi Jinping's butt buddy. That is the shit they come up with. That is how ridiculous it is. They might as well start saying that shit. All right? <clears throat> So, I love how people look at the Andrews government and they think the Andrews government is like the worst thing 
to come into reality since Joseph Stalin and the Soviet Union. I love I love the comparisons. They're great, though they won't call out when workers have been fucked over so hard, and the public sector has been, you know, absolutely torn to shreds. Like no one gives a shit about that. But as soon as Dan Andrews had a few lockdowns back in, you know, 2020, 2021, everyone loses their shit, everyone calls him a dictator, no one pays attention to the fact that we literally had a woman who was, you know, involved in some of the most corrupt shit known to man, like on Hillary Clinton, almost on Hillary Clinton levels, you know, was a fucking home record, was banging this dude while he had a wife and kids, you know, got away with all this shit, Killed koalas, you know, she, like, it's an incredible resume, right? Does all this horrific shit, does all this horrendous, makes all these horrendous decisions. These fucking plays are just flying, like, I don't, what is, like, is it a fucking, I've had, I've had an airliner, I've had a, a propeller plane, whatever it is we call that, I don't know, these planes are fucking everywhere, so I'm sorry about that. Anyway, what was I saying, right? You got Gladys Berejiklian, one of the biggest pieces of shit to ever step into government, doing all this horrendous stuff to the environment, to the public sector, you know, and Dominic Perrottet comes in, he's carrying on her legacy, you know. You got this witch doing all this horrible stuff to New South Wales. Nobody bats an eye. Nobody bats an eye. You know, even when she's a homewrecker and she's blowing some dude whilst at home he's got a wife and kids just because, you know, he wants to get some money, so a few million from her so he can do a few deals and wogger. You know, all that shit happens, but, you know, no one bats an eye. No one cares. No, no one cares because she's got a nice haircut. That's why. She's got a nice haircut, you know. She's got a nice smile, even though I think that's one of the most horrifying smiles I've ever seen personally. And if I saw that at night whilst I was in bed and I woke up and I saw her face at the end of my bed, I'd probably have a heart attack and die. But, you know, you've got this government with the most nefarious characters known to man, you know, uh, absolutely fucking over anyone in the public sector. No one gives a shit, but, you know, let's, let's pay all the attention that we can on Dan Andrews and, you know... How apparently did he did he not actually break his back while he was walking down a few stairs? It's like this is literally the, it, there's there's nothing in regards to like <clears throat> you know the criticism that people have in regards to like certain governments. You know, it's got nothing to do with policy. It's all this like personalized horseshit. All these scandals that make it's like you look at them and you just like who cares? And everyone's like, oh. Why are you getting so worked up over Gladys Berejiklian? She's nice, man. You know, she did an interview with Koshi once on Sunrise. And it's like, yeah, but she was banging this dude whilst forking out millions to him, like, illegally. You know what I mean? So, she was breaking the law. She was involved in corruption. A big difference uh, comparing it to, you know, whether or not... Dan Andrews, you know, actually broke his spine or whatever it is he did. I can't remember. I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember. <clears throat> you know, the news just moves so fast that everyone just forgets. Everyone forgets. Is everyone even? Is anyone even still talking about Russia, Ukraine? Is anyone even talking about that still? I mean, I'm not really seeing many people with, like, the Ukrainian flag on their Twitter 
or on their Instagrams or on their Facebooks. Like, is that trend has has that trend died? What what's going on there? Why is no one talking about it anymore? You know, no one cares. You know, people aren't really clamoring and protesting for a no-fly zone which if you're still doing that um i have a great idea why don't you just go over to ukraine pick up a gun and just run into some gunfire because if you want a no-fly zone you're gonna you're gonna meet the exact same fate all right you're gonna fucking die anyway why i feel like people look at trends and you know they think everything happens in a moment they think everything just happens in a single moment. They think, well, this just happened today. This is definitely not years of build-up of corruption and neglect and all, you know, fucking over the public sector. It's definitely not that. It's just a momentary thing. It's not how the world works, all right? <clears throat> it's just not how the world works. And everyone thinks it is because people move on and move on to the next thing and they don't give a shit what happened the day before. They're just looking for the next bit of drama and a bit of goth, you know? It's funny because, like, you see all these white girls on Instagram and they're always like, about last night. Whatever happened to people in politics being, like, about last night in regards to, like, corruption and fucking over the public sector? Put the same energy into that. You got all these, you know, white girls from Bondi Looking at what they did the night before, you know, slamming vodka sodas, drinking rosés, taking a few ecstasy pills at the club they were at. They can remember that. How come people in politics can't remember what happened the day before? People don't give a shit. They move on. They don't care. So more, you know, white girl energy in politics. I'd love that. You know? They're so ferocious. They're passionate. Alright? We need the same shit in politics. We need the same shit. So... My point is, is that I just think we have become such an embarrassing cesspool where anyone who's a worker or in the middle class that's already vanishing in this country, I think the government just looks at them and thinks, fuck all your bullshit. Anything to do with your family, your health, your groceries, your bills... Uh, your rent, your mortgage, fuck all that shit. We're not gonna give. We're not gonna give you a wage boost. We're not gonna increase wages in this country. The best that you can do is go to a pokey's room and slap it away, drink a few schooners, keep your mouth shut. And when we want to give you money, we will give you money around election time so you can vote for us again. All right, we are doing you a favor. We fuck you over the. We fuck you over in the long term but we save you in the short term, all right? That's how it works. <clears throat> That's how it works. It's um, it's an interesting way to do business, but they've been in for eight years, so it must be working. Um, you know, speaking of, by the way, uh, an elect- the election got called, federal election. Australia's federal election coming up. We're going to have media coverage across the board of all the mainstream networks. ABC, Sky News, 10, The Project. I'm sure they're not going to have any shit takes. Um, Yeah, so the election got called. Morrison finally got his head out of his ass and realized, all right, I should probably do this. And uh, he did it. He did it after enormous pressure and... uh, People yelling at him and people, you know, in pubs calling him pieces of shit and all that. Uh, he finally got around to doing what he was supposed to do, which was to call the election. So good on him. 
Good on Skoma. I'm so happy for him. I'm happy for the man, you know? He finally did something right. He accepted that he was going to lose. And I'm happy for him. Sometimes in life, self-awareness is a key that you must master. Do you know what I'm saying? You're going to master that key of self-awareness. There's a lot of people who can't do it. A lot of people don't have self-awareness. And he finally accepted in his own mind that I'm going to take Abo on in the federal election come May. So, we're off to the races, baby. We're off to the races. We're off to the races. He's finally uh, pulling his finger out, you know, and uh, we're off to a great start. Albo made one mistake over RBA rates or some bullshit. I can't even remember because it's so silly. Like, anyway, made a mistake over RBA rates or something like... I don't have my computer on me, okay? So I can't look it up. I apologize. I'm probably going to get it wrong, but whatever. You get my point. He made a mistake... He got some numbers wrong or some facts wrong or whatever the fuck. He got something wrong. Another plane. Another plane. Did you fly safe up there? There's birds in the sky, alright? Little things are going to go extinct. Anyway. He um, he made a mistake. Albo made a mistake in regards to RBO rates and uh, everyone lost their shit. Everyone lost it in the media. Everyone was like, oh my god. Oh my goodness gracious me. He uh, didn't get the numbers right this one time. Disqualified. He should hang his head in shame. Um, and I just want to say that um, these people who are saying this kind of... Uh, who are repeating this kind of rhetoric, shall we say. Um, these are not journalists. These are a bunch of miserable drunks who will say and do anything just so they can earn some money so they can pay for their Shiraz, okay? They're a bunch of drunks who want to be media stars, alright? These people will literally say and do anything to get a pat on the head and to get some money to feed their alcoholism, okay? They're a bunch of sad sacks of shit, alright? Now, <clears throat> what do I think of Albo uh, not remembering uh, uh, some numbers or some facts? Who gives a shit? Who cares? Why? Because he 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 he, bl- he forgot of. I I don't even know those facts or numbers. I'm I, I don't know the figures. I don't know them. I talk about politics all the time, and even I don't know them. Who cares? I how about you ask Scott Morrison that question? He'd shit his pants again. Why Why is this the thing that, like, disqualifies, disqualifies him? Why is this the thing that the media hyper-focuses on? Who cares? And, like, you know, he came out, he apologized, that, yeah, okay, I got it wrong, I apologize for that. Whoops, that wasn't right. Okay, great, move on. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Who, like, it, it doesn't... It's people who get so... who The people who are just grilling him, saying, you're not qualified, you're not this, you're not ready, uh, you're not ready to step up, can you really run the country? Dude, I'm telling you right now, people don't have facts and figures and numbers on off, coming off the top of their head. They don't know that shit. They don't know. None of them know. No one knows. I don't know. You don't know. 
The only re the only way you'd know is if you Googled it right now. That's it. And then one of you smug pricks would come to me later being like, Oh, actually, I did remember it. It's this number. It's actually 5.1, not 2.1, or whatever the fuck it is they were talking about. And I would just look at you thinking, you just Googled that before you spoke to me. No one remembers facts and figures, okay? The only reason people remember facts and figures is just to impress other people and look cool and sound smart at a cocktail party surrounded by people who they don't give a shit about. If you remember stats and figures, you are just doing it to get people to like you, okay? And I know Albo's in a popularity contest trying to win, you know, the leadership of this country, but it's like, guys... Is please like look at Scott Morrison. Look at Scott Morrison, okay? Because Albo doesn't just because Albo doesn't remember a few numbers. What we you should have Scomo in automatically, really? Who gives a shit? Is this the hill you're gonna die on? Is this what you want to do? Is this how you want it? Like honestly see this man go out because he didn't remember a certain number i couldn't give a shit what he what stats or figures he remembers okay and everyone's like well he's gonna have to know uh during the uh debate with scomo yeah what you think scomo and albo aren't gonna remember the numbers before they come onto stage they don't remember it right now because they don't have a debate coming up for another month or however long I don't know. It's just, it's the dumbest shit. Here comes another plane. Here comes another plane. Oh, you want to, you want to fly over while I'm doing a podcast? Do you want to interrupt the listeners whilst I'm talking? No, go ahead. I got nothing to do. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. Thanks, Alan Joyce. Sucks you don't have another pie slammed in your face, but, uh, you know, keep pissing off your customers. Oh, keep fucking over your workers. Whatever it is you want to do. Thanks, Alan. You know, I've talked, to shit, I've talked a lot of shit about Alan Joyce. Maybe now he's trying to ruin the uh, podcast, all right? Alan Joyce might be one of my haters. He's flying planes over whilst I'm doing the podcast. It was an absolute joke. But, listen, if you compare the shit that ScoMo's got wrong and how he's, you know, dealt with it to Albo, who does that tell you as to who should run the country? Now, look, I feel like people get into this uh, trap where, like, they're expecting politicians and people who are going to, uh, you know, who are in elections and all that shit. They're expecting them to be, like, these perfect, do-no-wrong, uh, amazing human beings who can remember everything off the top of their heads and who, you know, are just... Goddamn shinier than a uh, silver bullet. Shinier than a silver bullet. Alright? Let me tell you something. No politician, no human being is perfect. Alright? None of them are. None of them are, okay? None of them are. Alright? I, I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry that, you know, Albo couldn't remember what the RBA rates were, alright? Does it really matter? Does it really matter? Like, who gives a shit, alright? Who cares, alright? He's a guy who has to do interview after interview, campaign run after campaign, like, all this shit, right? He has to do all this stuff. 
And what, he doesn't remember a few numbers, people just automatically go, you know what, I think you're better off in a ditch dead. That's what they say on Sky News, it's absolutely not. So they don't actually say that. But they, you know, that's what they're clamouring for in a way. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. You know, this country is at a point where you got workers, families, people in the public sector literally at a point of desperation. Alright? The people who get pissed off with bus drivers, uh, train drivers, nurses, teachers, these kind of people that society really needs, right? Anyone who, here we go, we got Alan Joyce again, I'm talking about the public sector, I'm sorry, I don't congratulate you on your government bailout, you fucking oversized bitch. Alan Joyce is flying his Qantas planes over my, uh, over my place. He's trying to ruin this podcast. Um, what was I saying? Right, you got all these important figures in the public sector who time after time go on strike and the government doesn't give two shits, okay? Now, the people who are getting mad at these bus drivers or these train drivers or these teachers or these nurses or whatever, these people are mouth-breathing morons. They're fucking dead shits who don't understand the importance of the public sector and what it does for a society and when you underfund it not even under I don't even know it's a fucking word I'm making words off of the top of my head I'm so just emotional about this um <clears throat> when you cut funding from the public sector and you don't pay these people properly you don't give them proper working conditions what happens what happens what you want them to be slaves you want them to rock up to work in a potato sack, driving you into wherever it is you got to go into the CBD. I mean, what do you got to do during the day? I really have to get to work today. Uh, it's really important. I'm going to go to a few meetings, but in those meetings, I'm going to go be on, uh, on TikTok and just scroll through. And then afterwards, I'm going to go look at a few graphs and a few charts with some numbers on it and look like I'm working. And then afterwards, I'm going to go have a few rosés with the girls. Ooh, busy day. I hope the bus gets here on time. It's a bunch of horse shit, Okay. These corporate pieces of shit who don't understand the importance of the public sector are these absolute mouth-breathing morons who don't understand consequences, alright? I know I sound like an English teacher in the second grade right now, but this is what happens when you fuck over workers, you fuck over the public sector. You don't boost wages in this country. This is what you get. You get workers who are so fed up, who've had enough, who can't feed their family, who can't pay their bills, who can't pay their mortgages, they get shit wages, they have to work overtime with no compensation, their working conditions are horrible, they have to deal with the public who, you know, 90% of them are all these, you know, self-obsessed pieces of shit who just want to get to places, right? They got to deal with those losers every fucking day who won't even tap their goddamn Opal card. And... People don't pay any attention to them. They don't care whether or not they're getting paid. These bus drivers are getting paid properly. And then everyone is expecting that bus to be there on time every day at the stop. And the bus driver looks at them. They don't, like, this bus driver's not getting paid well. They don't have good working conditions. And they go, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not even going to rock up today, right? That is the message I'm going to send. I got so pissed off. I had a 
testy pop. All right. Um. <laughs> so I feel like these workers who've had enough and they've got to do a strike every month. Clearly, things got to change. Something's got to change. Government's got to do something about it. And they won't. They won't, and there's going to be another strike next month, and another strike after that, and another strike after that, and everyone's going to have a go at these bus drivers, unions are going to be demonized, and at the same time, the people who are criticizing these public sector workers don't even realize themselves that they are being fucked over, okay? We're in a lot of shit, and you don't understand it, right? This is how it starts. These are the people <clears throat> who complain, who's like, I've never got any savings. I've never got any money. I just really want to go to Barcelona. I just really want to go to Bali. They don't want to go to Barcelona. I just really, they don't want to go to Barcelona. They want to go to Bali. I don't have any money to go to Bali. Oh my God. Why isn't this bus picking me up? This is bullshit. I just really want to go to work so I can look at some charts and some graphs and have a few, have a few rosés with the girls afterwards. Why, is this, why isn't this bus driver picking me up? Because, sweetheart, you're voting for a government that doesn't pay them properly. It's pretty simple fucking math. Alright? So don't complain to me that you don't have any fucking money to go to Bali so you can drink fucking margaritas or pina coladas or whatever shit it is you put in your body. It's not even real alcohol. It's all sugar and shit. You complain all the time that you don't have enough money to get a, a Jetstar flight over to Phuket or wherever the fuck it is. Where do you go? I don't know where. P Phuket, Thailand? What's, what's the... What is it? What it uh, Kuta Beach. You don't have enough money to go to Kuta Beach. That's the one. You don't have enough money to go to Kuta Beach so you can put some fucking awful cocktails down your gob, right? You complain about how you got no money to do that. Well, guess what? You vote for a government that doesn't want to boost your wages. You're like, how am I going to afford a house? Oh my God, I met a guy on Tinder last night. He's the kind of guy that I want to buy a house with, but I got no money to do it. Well, sweetheart, stop voting for a fucking government that doesn't boost your wages. Pretty simple. And then you got these other guys, right, who look at these bus drivers who are these absolute douchebags with this, like, with, with slicked back hair, these awful tarot cash suits, who wear Oakley sunglasses, who think they're king shit, but they get paid 70 grand a year to do a job that they fucking hate. They drink beers every day after work. They go to the gym maybe once a week so they can feel like they're moving their ass somehow. You know, they don't get picked up in the morning from a bar by a bus and, you know, they sit there and they go, this is bullshit. These fucking bus drivers, man, they're absolute, they're just lazy pricks, aren't they? I mean, what's wrong? What, you're not getting paid enough? Oh, boo-hoo. You're not getting paid enough? Well, neither am I, but I don't give a shit. These tarot cash wearing pricks really just like to rub it in other people's faces. They're, they don't know themselves that they are a bunch of miserable sacks of shit, okay? I love how these are, you know, these are... People who just don't understand the kind of situation that we're in just, uh, you know, love to uh, throw shit at other people and they don't realize how they're being fucked over themselves because they're morons, okay? But every night, these guys will go home and they'll watch the project being like, you know what? Waleed Ali is a smart guy. He really is intelligent. 
and it's pathetic. It is pathetic. It is pathetic. It is a bunch of people who don't understand that we're in shit position. We don't have a public sector. It gets fucked over all the time. All right, but at the last minute during an election, the government will fork you out some cash to make sure you vote for them again. These goddamn planes, I swear to God. You know, maybe it's those uh, corporate, you know, white girls who are probably going to Kuta Beach in Bali or some shit. People, I was just talking shit about who were complaining that they don't have enough money to go overseas and go to Bali. That's probably them in the plane looking down on me, sticking the bird up at me. Um, so, you know what, we're in a position now where no one can afford shit, okay, no one can afford shit, we don't prepare for any things such as inflation, right, we don't boost wages, none of that, Albo's got a plan for that, Albo, Albo's been wanting to do that for years, right, but apparently he can't anymore because he didn't remember a few fucking numbers, God. Isn't that pathetic? Isn't that pathetic that people think that's the thing that disqualifies him because he didn't remember a few numbers? Who cares? Who gives a shit? Ask Scott Morrison the same question. I dare you. I dare you. But none of you will. Sorry, excuse me. I burped. But none of you will. None of you will. No one cares. No one cares to ask the man in office the same question because guess what's going to happen? He's going to Google it before you ask him, or if he doesn't know it, he's probably going to blame Josh Frydenberg, or he's going to blame someone in his fucking cabinet. I don't know. You just know that he'd be a lazy prick about it, all right? Dude, let's talk about UFC 273. How good was that card? How good was it? How amazing were those, like, those last, the, the last three fights? Volkanovski, Zombie... Aljo, Jan, uh, Hamzat, Burns. Oh my god. What an amazing card that was. I swear to god. Like, those last three fights were something magical. They really were. They were never boring. They were always on point. They were just like... you. Did, they, they, it's just... I was impressed with every fighter. I honestly... Even the ones who lost. Like, I just... I have nothing but... God, it was such a great card. God. Sundays are the best, aren't they? Anytime a UFC is on on a Sunday, a pay-per-view, you go to the pub, you sink schooners, you're watching the UFC. I mean, dude, it's great. All right, it's brilliant. I don't care what anyone says. It's it's the best shit. It's the best shit to do on a Sunday. When the UFC is on, you just sink some beers you have a few smokes. You watch the fighting. Oh, mate. Love it. Anyway, let's talk about it. We'll start off with Burns and Hamza. I have always liked Gilbert Burns. I have always thought that Gilbert Burns is just a ferocious, technically on-point mixed martial artist. I have always thought he's brilliant. After that fight with Hamza, my respect for him has only gone higher. I thought what he was able to do and what he went through and the war he had with Hamzat was amazing. His groundwork with his jiu-jitsu going up against a wrestler was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. 
Gilbert can throw a punch. The guy knows how to strike. He can throw a fucking punch. He was brilliant. Now, Hamzat, I feel, got tested in the way that he should have. I feel like Hamzat did a brilliant, fantastic job. Everything that he said he was and everything that the UFC promoted him to be turned out to be true. Turned out to be true. He is a, like just a, a versatile, gritty, intimidating fighter who took on the number two ranked welterweight in the UFC. And they both went to war. Now, I'm not going to say that either fighter... Uh, dominated the other one. I think it was an equal level playing field. Now, <clears throat> I am torn on who won. I am torn on who actually won that fight. Um, I feel like Burns may have gotten robbed a little bit. I don't know. I need to watch the fight again, but they both had their moments where, like, you thought the fight was going to be over. There was a moment where I thought Hamza was going to beat Gilbert, and there was a moment where I thought Gilbert was going to beat Hamza. Alright? There were moments like that. But, I feel like if you look at the significant strikes um, with Gilbert Burns that he did to Hamza, I feel like Gilbert takes the cake for this one. I feel like he won. I feel like I need to watch that watch that fight again. But I do feel like Gilbert was probably the one who should have won that fight. I do feel that way. But, because I really feel like Gilbert is just someone who is so underrated and so overlooked. Right? He nearly knocked out Kamara Usman. No one does that to Kamara Usman. No one does that to Usman. Ever. But he did it. Because he knows how to throw a punch. He threw amazing punches on Hamza. Now, in regards to Hamza, Hamza is not the invincible machine that we all thought he was. Now, I know I said before that he was everything that the UFC promoted him to be, but I'm more talking about the fans and how everyone thought he was going to run through Gilbert and he's going to run through Usman. Let me tell you this. This is the one takeaway I had from that fight. Hamzat ain't beating Usman. He ain't beating Usman. He's going to be a tough challenge for Usman, don't get me wrong, but he ain't beating Usman. He just won't. He won't. It won't happen. But I think it's definitely going to be a huge test for Usman, don't get me wrong. But I doubt he's going to beat him. Because if you look at the strikes that Hamzat took within his 10 fights before he fought Burns, he's only had two strikes landed on him. He's had two strikes landed on him. That is unheard of, right? In this fight with Gilbert, there was 114 strikes landed on him. So that's Gilbert Burns. Imagine what Usman's going to do to Hamzat. Imagine. Just imagine what he's going to do to Hamzat. It's going to be brutal. But I really want to see Hamzat fight Colby next. I think that's going to be a really interesting fight. And that's going to be a really tough challenge for Colby, but it needs to happen. You know, don't get me wrong. I think... Colby and Poirier, that'd be a very great fight that I would love to see. But I feel like right now, Colby needs to remain in the welterweight division and he needs to take on Hamza. That's what I feel like needs to happen, man. He just beat the number, he just beat the number two ranked welterweight and uh, 
yeah, I feel like now he needs to go on to Colby, who's the number one. And then after that, he needs to go on to the king, which is Usman. Now, Aljo and Yarn. <clears throat> Aljo and Yarn was really... I, I have to be honest. I'm really happy for Aljo. I'm just happy for him. I'm really happy for the guy because... Aljo has taken so much shit and he's been vilified and he's been mocked and he's been treated like a clown this entire time. What he was able to do and the takedowns that he did on Yarn and the dominance that he had in those rounds, I thought was amazing. I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good comeback for him. Now, I'm not a fan of what... uh, Aljo did in that first fight. I thought what Aljo did in that first fight was ridiculous and it was silly. But, and he didn't earn the, the, the belt the way he should have and he didn't deserve that belt. But this time, he earned that belt. And I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy for Aljo. Peter Yan, uh, I thought he did a great job too. He's vicious. I thought there were moments in that first round where he was just applying the pressure so much to Aljo. But Aljo just managed to get out of it. And then the second round, he just dominated him. Mm. He just dominated him. I mean, his groundwork was brilliant. His groundwork was something else. His groundwork was so technically on point. And I love how PD Yarn wasn't expecting it. So I think what happens next for Aljo, he needs to fight TJ Dillashaw. Or TJ fights Aldo. So that's what needs to happen for TJ. TJ Dillashaw needs to fight... Aldo, or he needs to fight Aljo. Aldo, Aljo, one of the two. You know, PD Yarn, I hope he gets a rematch. I do hope there's an, I do hope there's a third fight. I really want there to be a third fight. I'm hoping that. Now, <clears throat> in regards to Volkanovski and the Korean Zombie, that was a great fight, but it was literally just Volkanovski absolutely dominating the Korean Zombie. He just dominated And to be honest with you, it was kind of a fight where within the first 30, 10, 30 seconds, I just looked at it thinking like, why is this fight happening? Like, Zombie's not going to, Zombie's not going to get through this. Zombie is not going to get through this. And he didn't. Herb Dean had to call it off in the fourth round. Wasn't going to happen. Zombie was cooked. I feel like Zombie's had such a long career and he's at a point now where he's just, Maybe it's time to retire. Maybe it is. I don't know. He's had an amazing career. He's done amazing things for the UFC. He's a brilliant, revered mixed martial artist. But I do feel like it is time for the Korean Zombie to move on because he's not going to get that championship opportunity again. Another plane? Really? Right now? Talking about retirement here. Very emotional stuff, and you want to interrupt with a fucking plane? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, f- yeah. fuck you too, Alan Joyce, with your stupid kangaroo on your wing, whatever. Whatever it is you have. Whatever, whatever it's called. The rear wing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how aeroplanes and engineering works, alright? Don't ask me that shit. Anyway. I feel like the zombie needs to hang it up. I do feel like that. He's... Had an amazing career. He's been doing this for 10 years, but clearly he's not going to get another shot again. And uh, he just looked old and tired and 
out of his prime. And it was sad to see, but it's that time. It's that time, and I feel like Volkanovski is probably going to go on to become the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He is unbeatable, and he is brilliant. And Volkanovski is just... Honestly, call me crazy, but he needs to fight Cejudo next. I want to see that fight. I I know, I know no one gives a shit about Cejudo, but I do. I want to see him. I want to see him fight Cejudo. Needs to happen. Who's he gonna fight next? He might go into lightweight. Maybe we'll see. He might go into lightweight. But um, if Cejudo comes in and does the USADA testing pool and comes out of retirement and gets back in there. Fuck, man. He's got to face Volkanovski. That's a fight everyone wants to... Uh, it's Come on. It'd be a great fight. It would be a brilliant fight. Don't call me crazy. You know I'm right. All right? I know it sounds ridiculous, but Cejudo is a two-division champ. If he becomes a third-division champ, can you really doubt the bloke again? I thought he did a brilliant job. I just thought he did a... I, I thought Volkanovski did a brilliant job, and I think Cejudo's the most exciting fight next for him. So, yeah. Anyway, that is the pod for today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, oh, shit. I had some chicken pesto and spinach before I recorded this. See you now. Oh, excuse my manners. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. It was a pleasure to have you. I'll catch you guys next week. If you've got questions, send them over to benspilletoutlook.com. You know the email. Send your fucking questions. I'm sick of asking every time. But uh, until then, I'll catch you guys next time. Have a great week. You know, treat the bus driver as well. Thank a bus driver. When you get off and you tap off, thank him. Thank him for his work. Because he doesn't get paid properly and he gets treated like shit. Alright? Give him some, Do something nice for him. Alright? Anyway, I'll catch you kids next week. Thank you very much for listening. I love you all. Goodbye.